welcome to the Adelan Rising podcast. We're your hosts, Saren, Lynn, and Adam. In today's episode, we will be discussing WandaVision, Guardians of the Galaxy number 11, Champions number 4, and Fantastic Four number 29. Uh, it's been a while since I've been here, guys. Apparently, I've missed a lot, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You've missed all of WandaVision. <laughs> I know I have. I'm upset because I had some crazy theories that have now been debunked. And okay. <laughs> I saved myself I, 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 and, and well, you and all of Twitter and me <laughs> and Lynn has just been putting up with my shit for like the last what, oh my six God. weeks or so now, seven well, weeks. Well, she's been putting up with mine too because I would, I would uh, message Lynn and Twitter going, what if? And she's like, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> I never said stupid. <laughs> no, but you would debunk it really quickly. <laughs> she inferred it. Yeah, she was inferred. <laughs> In a way that only Lynn can infer. <laughs> it's been so good. Oh. I mean, this is exactly what I've needed. Just like on a Friday night, just to kick back, just to watch an episode of WandaVision. It's just been so good. And every episode is magnificent. It is. And it's just yeah. something to look forward to every week. And I know it sounds kind of silly, but to have that is a big, a big, a big deal, I think, actually, for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's been a much needed reprieve from everyday life yeah. that yeah I, I think i think dan slot put it mm -hmm. best yesterday when he put up a tweet or not yesterday on like thursday or friday he put oh it's eight hours till one division this is how i take uh, this is how i work out time now yeah, <laughs> yeah. just a countdown to one division <laughs> and it, it amazes me so many people in the u.s are like staying up until like 3 a.m to watch it and i'm just like i get up at 8 a.m and it's already live <laughs> Like, yeah, because it launches at midnight Pacific time, and that's 3 a.m. East Coast time, and there are people that just don't want to wait, and I have been very good in waiting, but I do go seek out spoilers first thing in the morning. I see. Oh, no. no, no, no. See, it gives me a nice break from Twitter every Friday, because I can't go online for fear of seeing spoilers. Oh, I, I search them out. I'm the opposite. I'm like, all right, what are my what are they saying about this thing today? So then I'll, I'll sit there, and I'll go, okay, let's see what people's opinions are, and then... I'll sit there and I go, oh, well, that person was not what I thought they meant. So it was, it's fun. I enjoy it. I know I'm weird. I, 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 have, I have to admit, I've been using my lunch breaks because uh, I've been working home for a, a fair bit recently. I've been using my lunch breaks from work just to kind of catch up on WandaVision because I don't want to leave it too long <laughs> for scrolling through Twitter. And then I see something, I'm like, damn it, <laughs> spoiled. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been uh, I've been catching it at like midday UK time, so <laughs> which has been really, really nice, actually, the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a nice break for the day. You watch your WandaVision and then you're sitting there in the rest of the afternoon and you're on that high. Then you get a high and then you can't think about work anymore because you're exactly. coming up with crazy theories. Yeah. Yeah, so funny <laughs> enough, next week I'm not going to be watching it at lunchtime. So. <laughs> oh, dear. But, I mean, should we just dive straight in? Yeah. Because, I mean, this this well, last, go. what, three episodes have just been amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got episodes six, seven, and eight. Whew. Yeah. Eight was amazing. You know, it was a whole character development episode. And you know, we really didn't get yeah. enough of Wanda in the Avengers movies, in, in my opinion. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's, um, it's really kind of focusing on, on the, the, the expanding the stuff said in the movies. I mean, single lines in the movies have been expanded to entire scenes, yeah. you know, like, uh, like with Quicksilver and, uh, and uh, uh, Pietro and Wanda in their flat in, in Sokovia. That's an entire episode, yeah. basically. 
Oh, and you know, we and we hardly ever saw Wanda and Vision together. It was just like, okay, here's Vision, and they're in love. Now he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. And now kiss. Yeah. It's that kind of thing, though. But I, I, the backstory and just kind of putting in those little scenes, especially that one scene, which I'm pretty sure you'll probably come to, but the one scene in there, which just broke everybody's heart. Uh, was like, I'm not even going to repeat the line because I don't think I can without crying. But oh. yeah, there, there's no doubt how she fell in love with him after this episode. Also, also Vision is played by Paul Bettany, and he's a wonderful man. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, for as, as much of a, a baddie as... Agatha Harkness is uh, looking to be. I think her making Wanda face her trauma is just going to be better in the long run for Wanda. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the one of the weird theories that my friend my friend came up to me with was, um, I wonder if Wanda's going to become the villain of Multiverse of Madness. And I was like, I don't think so. New, yeah. but had I, had she not gone through this kind of like dealing with her trauma stuff. You know, it kind of makes you wonder, well, what if she had? Yeah. <laughs> like, what if she had continued down this path? Yeah, no, I you don't know. I don't think Wanda is the bad here. If anything, this 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 most recent episode really gave you a lot of sympathy for Wanda because I just want to give the girl a hug. It, 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 when even Agatha's like, wow, that was a lot of stuff to happen to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Jeez. <laughs> right? Oh God. And Catherine Hahn, I love her. She and I know it's it's Wanda's show, but man, she's a scene stealer. Yeah. Oh God, the show needs all the Emmys. <laughs> uh, it does. Uh so Lynn, you yeah. were saying that you had a theory for why Monica is in the show. Yeah, you know, because it's, it's so far she hasn't done much other than irritate Wanda and get her powers. Right. And then you you watch the scene where Wanda makes the version of Vision in the hex. And when her magic gets halfway, it turns yellow and changes shape. And it looks just like Jarvis's neural net that you see in Age of Ultron. Yeah. And seeing as how she got her powers from the Mind Stone, he had the Mind Stone in his head. I think she unknowingly made a copy of his energy patterns and she's been carrying him around yeah i i I quite like that and i i i really like how it kind of like ties into age of ultron and all that kind of stuff i I really like disney plus keeps telling me to go back and watch age of ultron because it's important (laughs) yeah it is um and we actually did that once we're like why thank you disney plus we will rewatch that (laughs) but Monica's there so that she can see what vision is. Oh, shit. Because she can yeah. see energy patterns. And she'll be able to look at him and say, okay, he's not magic. He's something else. Right. Now, here's a question for you. In that one cut scene at the end of Was It Seven, where mm-hmm. the Quicksilver that she, that I get this puppeting, yeah. um, Monica's eyes grow purple do you think it's because she's getting puppeted by Agatha or do you think it's because that's the energy she's pattern she's seeing currently right now interesting question I I, I would think she might be being I, I think puppeted. she's being puppeted because their eyes turn purple when she opens Agatha does something to them well her eyes turn purple yeah. when she opens that door but yeah there's that too yeah and then and then the other question is um is it actually 
uh, I guess, is it actually uh, Quicksilver from the Fox universe or is it just some random? I think it's some like random. It's some random because she yeah. said she could only yeah. see the eyes and ears. Like she could only, she was like puppeting it. So yeah. she said that in this episode. Yeah, he's, he's a random dude. It just, they just thought it'd be cute to make it Evan Peters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, in a way, I'm actually really happy that if if that is the case, and they don't do something totally unexpected in in episode nine, uh, and if that is the case, and I'm actually kind of happy about that because whilst Evan Peters was an incredibly good Quicksilver in the Fox X Men movies, I I don't think people are quite ready <laughs> for those universes to Ish. be merged at all. So, yeah, it's it's a nice it's a nice nod, and I think it's a really nice kind of. <clears throat> general sort of you know reference to the x-men but close that book yeah <laughs> yes so that's all i'll say on that one yes i agree back to monica though getting her powers was awesome that was a cool scene yes it was yes it was i can't wait Just, to see her use her full power set I, I at that point in the scene in episode seven, I was just like, "Holy shit, it's happening! Holy shit, it's happening!" Yeah. <laughs> but also, do you see like how it was kind of parallel to when Carol was facing down Marvel? Yep. Like how she was pushing through that was pretty cool. I was very, I was really neat. But kind of, yeah. kind of on that scene though, we 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 did meet the astrophysicist. Yep, we did. That was a dis- that was a dis- It wasn't Blue Marvel, so I'm sad. I was hoping it'd be Blue Marvel. But who do we think it is? Yeah. I have my theories. I think it's her scroll friend. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just kind of disappointed that they're not setting up like my uh, my 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 idea of a great scene in Captain Marvel two, which is just all of the Marvels. Yeah. <laughs> because who who doesn't want that, right? <laughs> I would love Marvel to have Blue Marvel in the MCU, and he needs to be John Boyega. Yep. And as I said last last episode, that is such a great casting. I didn't realize how much I needed it until you mentioned it. Oh shit, it. that would be really good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it would. Yeah, that that needs. <laughs> this is this is basically the reaction I had last that, episode. That needs to happen. That needs to happen like yesterday. <laughs> My other thing is that Paul Bettany kept saying that there was this one actor he was really looking oh. forward to working with. Yep. And he had really great chemistry with them. And I'm sitting there going, was it Kat Dennings that he finally got to work with? Because they were... You know, (laughs) I heard a theory and I think it might be right. I don't think we're going to see that actor until the last episode. I think it might be Dick Van Dyke. Really? He's a consultant on the show. Is he? He helped them get all the old sitcom stuff right. I did not know that. And if he wanted to work with this person his whole life, it's got to be him. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. would be freaking awesome if we got Dick Van Dyke. I mean, I mean, I mean we, he was we... a big part of the last show. Like, that's yeah. Wanda's favorite one. Yep. Which, honestly, how that you her using sitcoms to cope, like, that just kind of broke my heart, too. And I'm like, oh, Wanda. Oh. My poor baby. She just needs a hug. Um... Oh. I wasn't much of a Scarlet Witch fan before, but I am now. Also, could we, could we just just talk about the whole Scarlet Witch thing about her becoming the Scarlet Witch? That you know, what was a myth or supposedly a myth? Um, could we talk about the fact that she looked, you know, the Mind Stone kind of whatever it did looked into her, whatever it was. Um, it felt her. <laughs> I can feel you because that doesn't get overused, does it? Well, that that's all <laughs> tying into my theory that that actually like his soul that she made vision out of because they keep bringing it up 
over and over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe they could put him it, in that horrible white vision. Oh, vision quest. Yes. Can I, can I just talk for a sec? Totally, totally uh, segued this one, <laughs> which isn't like me at all. Um, why is it so many characters have a quest? Like Legion quest, vision quest. Um, <laughs> Thanos quest. I've completely forgotten the ones that I was going to talk about, but like, like it's such an overused trope. Because <laughs> why not? Or they probably <laughs> use comics. it because people like to read about it. And that is why. It's just I, I don't know. I just I just find that if you put quest on the end of something, it just makes it sound fancy. Johnny Quest. <laughs> yeah. 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 But the, but that was a horrible scene. <laughs> I oh, spent most of the actors yeah. going no 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 not in front of her no. And then and then the question was after that, well, how the hell and who the hell has Haywood been tracking? That's when <laughs> Monica comes in. Yeah. Well. It, 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 it yeah. is that there is a decaying vibranium signal in there. So who has the vibranium if she made yeah, his where body? where did that come from? You know, was it just that she took a little piece of him when she sort of like touched his head in, in episode eight? Yeah. Or is it something else is going on? Because I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking about this. And I'm kind of looking. Well, Agatha came in because she kind of saw what was happening yeah. and she was like holy fuck this 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 she girl is, is incredibly powerful she is literally the nosy neighbor not just the nosy neighbor on the sitcom right she's yeah. just like she's <laughs> just like what's going on here and she's jealous like she's completely jealous yeah. that Wanda doesn't even have to do anything there's the whole line of yeah. magic always has a price and oh. yeah i want to figure this out <laughs> and wanda's just doing it without any training at all Right, like she, like it's clear that she doesn't even have the understanding of the basics. She doesn't ha- know how to do a shielding spell like um, Agatha did to keep Wanda from using her she powers. She just does it. Does it? But it's interesting to know that one that Agatha can do spells that can deter Wanda. So that one where Wanda can't use her powers, that does work against her, even though Wanda can do basically whatever the hell she wants. It's kind of interesting. But it it kind of makes me wonder if there is, you know, it does sound like there is something else going on above that which is yeah, you, know, you get the uh you get the it was like agatha all mm-hmm. along which is probably still in all of our heads at yes. this point um what a great but... what a great song i'm sorry <laughs> but what what else is going on that's the thing is it Ag- well, is it agatha all along? we, we still because... don't know who jimmy woo is looking for in the hex and it's yeah. probably dotty because they made a big deal about dotty Right. Didn't Dottie have like a glow about her in that one scene in Seven when when it was a showdown between Monica and Wanda? Well, she had she had flowers. Yeah. All the ladies are color coded. Right. So Wanda's got red flowers. Agatha has purple and blue everything. And Dottie has yellow. So if she's magical and she's color coded as yellow, she'd be Arcana from Squadron Supreme. But that makes no sense. I don't know how you would just shoehorn her in. Yeah. Or if we have vibranium in there, did they try and make their own synthesoid and she's Jocasta? Oh. That would be interesting. Interesting, but a huge that would jump. Be very interesting. Yeah. But I don't know how huge, else they get I mean, vibranium in there. That's the that's the real big question. I I, I don't know how that's happened because it was interesting when um when Monica came out of the hex and and then Darcy and Jimmy we were looking at her mm-hmm. suit and it was like still made of Kevlar. So whatever's in the hex is also 
what went yeah. in, if that makes it is, sense. It still it's, is it's what it is. Effect. She's not changing it on a molecular level. She's just making it look different. Yeah. But I mean, Arcana is, is definitely a jump because when you look at her origins, she, she's also an alternate universe superhero. Yeah. That's kind of where they yeah. where the sort of Godwin Supreme came yeah. from. And that's where this is going um, with Multiverse of Madness. We're also getting America Chavez in Multiverse of Madness. Keep yeah. that in mind too. I mean, it, it makes sense on in one in one on one level, but then on the other other level, it's kind of like that is quite a difficult one to now explain in basically. Right, but what about minutes. her being? Is it Clea or Clea? Clea. So, what if they just recolored Clea's magic for the show to yellow? Which is possible. Yeah. And Doctor Strange, we assume Doctor Strange is showing up in the last episode. I mean, who else is going to fix this? How can, how can you not? <laughs> Even if he just, you know, shows up to be like, okay, I'm taking her with me because you can't have her. Yeah, li- literally, if it is just him going, Wanda, come on, Zoop. we're going, we're going now. Goodbye. <laughs> that that's all it yeah. needs. But yeah. Well, there there have I mean, been slightly spoilers. There have been like um, screenshots or like screens, like official like pictures from the from Disney, and there is one where you have Wanda Vision. And the two kids in the town, and they're clearly facing someone down that I'm assuming is, I guess it looks like it's in the yeah. same place where issue eight ended. And somebody's cropped. You can tell it's cropped weird. Yeah. Somebody is to the left of the kids. And the other question is, are the kids going to age up again for Young Avengers? Because you know that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just want to find out who, you know, if Agatha really is the big bad. I don't think I, she I, is. I don't think, I don't think Agatha is the big bad of this. I think it's going to be... But she's not they good either. They she's kinda, not good either. Yeah, she's not good. In the comics, she's not necessarily good, but she's not straight up evil. She's just kind of no, I mean, her own side. She nannied Franklin. And she, she was a nanny to Franklin, and, that was, uh, and that's the only reference I ever want out of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't get it, obviously. But, so. You know, they, they did hint that in the, the flashback to Agatha getting burned at the stake, almost, that... Uh, she'd been messing with stuff that she shouldn't have been messing with. So she could have been corrupted by Mephisto or Chithon, both of whom have ties to uh, Scarlet Witch stories. And I, I think, I think uh, Chithon would be cool because of the dark yeah. hold. Um, and, and, uh, and I mentioned back in uh, the last episode, when we talked about, you know, who's the big bad, we were kind of talked about Mephisto and my kind of, theory was that it was uh mephisto's given her her kind of like um one more day or whichever whichever bad spider-man crossover it was uh it's kind of given scarlet witch a one more day story um but i kind of i'm, I'm going away from that now because it, it wouldn't really make sense for no. the overall context now we got one 50 minute episode to wrap this up it, it'll be an elegant <laughs> episode nine like okay and it's mephisto would be strange there's a lot of rumors that the villain for Multiverse of Madness is going to be Nightmare, which would be awesome. And whether they're kind of like setting him up here, I don't know, because obviously they're going to be interlinked, and um, one one division is going to feed into Doctor Strange, but who knows? I mean, <laughs> it's completely overended, how open ended. How the hell are they going to tie yeah. this? Yeah, and I, I think this is some really good like storytelling because no one knows what's happening still. Like they've really kept it like under wraps. It's really kind of good. Everyone's like, oh, well, we don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so glad that this these are the same writers for Captain Marvel 2. Yes. 
that's going to be excellent. I'm very excited for Captain Marvel too. Is this some kind of uh, almost like backdoor into introducing mutants? Could the Mind Stone have basically allowed her like deeper access to her powers? Because I mean, the idea yes. the idea that Agatha had was that she basically put a probability hex onto the Stark Industries missile. Yeah. Yeah, um, Agatha does so hint that it, because you know she wasn't being trained, her powers would have just petered out. But then the Mind Stone changed that, and and obviously we don't have a, a, so much context on Quicksilver's background, uh, whether he was the same or whether he was just you know wasn't aware of his powers, wasn't given the ability to right. use them. So I'm but wondering, I'm thinking witch, but with the witch though, it sounds to me like that's not a mutant thing. That's just magic and wanda yeah. was born a witch and that's not she was our, she was always she was born that way it wasn't something that was a genetic thing well it is a genetic thing but it it yeah, I was gonna say he's born that way yeah, she was born that way <laughs> it is a genetic thing but it's not a mutant thing necessarily like you don't have to be a mutant to be a witch but but the question i mean the question i've got is then how do you you know it why that's why i mentioned quicksilver because you don't have the context of his powers you don't know if the you know, we, there's no understanding on did he go through the same thing or his were his powers kind of there. So I'm just kind of on the you know wondering if this is just a backdoor for letting mutants into the MCU, or it's a backdoor for Inhumans because we've got unless they're going to make uh, Kamala a mutant. How are they? What are they no, they're not. They're they're not going to do that because when you look at her logo, you can see the crystals and the Terrigen mist yep. in the background. Right. Yeah, and the the only the only other new backstory. Well, there's there's basically three backstories for Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, two of which have been retconned at this point. One was that um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were the children of the Wizard, which would explain Quicksilver's yeah. powers. <laughs> poor um, Wizard, and then obviously, the- <laughs> poor Wizard, especially in Jessica Jones yeah. as well. <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> and then and then you've got the 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 kind of the more uh, well-known one, which is Magneto, is the father of uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, which is, I think, the generally the most accepted one, and also the one that people don't want to kind of go away from. Uh, and then there's the other one where they are actually experiments of the high evolutionary, which the MCU version is closer to. Yeah, and 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 I, I would actually quite like that because the high evolutionary again, it's one of those niche characters that's actually quite interest in their own right Mm -hmm. and you know yeah i don't think she's going to end up being a mutant because too they put that nexus you know commercial in there and wanda is a nexus being that are also hang on monitored by the time variance authority that are going to be in loki so we're going to get more uh is is that going to be the cameo is the cameo going to be um owen wilson is is the cameo going to be owen wilson (laughs) Is that going to be the guy that Paul Bettany has always wanted to work with? <laughs> oh, you know, I, I could know. see that. I mean, I, I kind of could as well. It would be, it would just be so. I mean, uh, it probably won't happen. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it won't happen. But, but the, the other thing we, uh, the other thing we kind of uh, found out, kind of collectively, was was the fact that Catherine Hahn also played Doc Ock in uh, Into the Spider Verse. So, so she's officially the best Marvel villain in every universe. <laughs> uh, I love her so much. Oh my god! A uh, friend of mine has been a Catherine Hahn fan for a very, very long time, and uh, 
now I understand why because I don't watch as much TV as she does, but I I totally understand why now because holy cow! And as much as this is a show about Wanda and Vision and and everything, I mean, she's just stolen it. Like she is every scene she's in on yeah, everything she's, just, she's ever she's, been. She's literally a scene stealer. Like just whatever she does, she's just like, oh, there's Catherine Hahn, like usurping everyone's attention. And that's I mean, I love her. I love her, <laughs> and I love how um, she plays she plays Agatha and she also sang the um Agatha all along song because apparently she yeah. has a musical theater mm-hmm. background and yeah she sings in um Step Brothers <laughs> that's, that's the movie with Will <laughs> Ferrell and uh yes it is, is it John, John C. Riley. oh god yeah <laughs> it is oh dear <laughs> but, but you know with, with the length my hair is now after quarantine and being afraid to go get a cut. <laughs> it's like the first time I've ever considered dressing up for Comic-Con. I, I expect that when cons go live again, um, that... Oh, this oh, is a exactly. gift to cosplayers. This whole show yeah, is a gift to cosplayers. You're going to get like 1950s Wanda. You're going to be getting all sorts of... I, I think all you're gonna and... get is is the classic costume wonder. That's all you're gonna get this Halloween is just is just classic costume wonder. <laughs> the Halloween one from from this. Hey, oh, and classic vision. Everybody's gonna be all the guys are gonna be classic vision in the oh god boxer shorts. <laughs> it's it's gonna be like it's gonna be like uh, Lebowski Thor, isn't it? Like when I went to Comic Con after Endgame, yeah. everybody yeah. was frigging you know dad bod four. <laughs> I just uh... Dad in sweatpants, Spider Man. <laughs> oh God, Peter B. Parker everywhere. <laughs> yeah. With oh Agatha, going back to Agatha, she's like the new Loki. You know how popular Loki was? Like that's mm-hmm. that's what she is. She's like the new Loki. And see, look, and Loki, Loki doesn't, doesn't have, have a theme, theme song. song. Yes. Yeah. You'll find it out now. <laughs> he'll probably <laughs> just released. He'll probably like like Tom Hiddleston will be like, wait a minute, I don't have a theme song, and they'll probably find one for the Loki show. I mean, he will he will be getting he'll be getting a theme song. So they're gonna start doing like a Family Guy where there's like a musical, uh, like a thing, a musical thing in every episode, right? Well, <laughs> the people who wrote all the the show jingles and the Agatha All Along song wrote the Frozen soundtrack. So, you know, that's yep. why they're all catchy tunes. So frigging catchy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, that's what I'm hoping for in the next Deadpool movie, because they've got the Bob's Burgers oh, people working on it. <laughs> I want a musical number in Deadpool. Oh, God, that it would was not Deadpool be out of place. For, oh, yeah. You know they're going to write some sort of acknowledgement to that. You know it's, they are. It's, it's, it's gonna a given. Be, it's going to be a ripoff, yeah. Because... All those Bob's Burgers songs are so catchy. I just, oh, but uh, th- yeah, this this entire series has just been a gift so far. Um, this episode is hopefully going to come out just before the, the last episode goes live. So uh, right, and and then there's going to be um, an episode after that with the making of Wandavision, I think. So yep. I'm gonna want to watch that too, and then we launch into Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is going to be a whole other ball of wax. Uh, <laughs> that looks like a riot. You know, I wasn't that excited for it until I saw the trailer. Which one? The one with the, with the counselor? The, the staring contest. Yeah. 
They are, they, oh, it was. And you know what, idiots. though? The funny thing is, is like, you kind of saw the, the inkling of that in Captain uh, America's Civil War. And that's yeah. just, yeah. yeah. And can you move your chair and, up? And the whole yeah. part of like when he's like, what, you nope. couldn't have done that before? And, and Bucky's like, I hate you, or vice versa. And it's like, they <laughs> saw that <laughs> between the two. I mean, the actors are really good friends anyway. And they're just like, all right, well, we got to build on this because everyone loves it. So, <laughs> I, th- I think I think I, I mentioned it in the last episode, but my favorite thing about the Civil War, kind of like the the like the um, relationship between them, was when Black Panther was in the car, and uh, they yeah. like cats. Yeah, so you like cats, <laughs> Sam? <laughs> come on. Uh, and it, it just, it, I think that entire scene is just so much. So much more poignant uh-huh. with the with the passing of of Chadwick Boseman, as I mentioned in the last episode. But um, yeah, and and isn't it weird that something about that show got tweeted from the Inhumans Twitter account? Yes. Yeah, What's, yeah. What was that about? I don't know because it hadn't been used in a year. Unless they needed, yeah, to do some like maybe they needed to tweet something to keep their to keep official act- keep it active. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I thought that was weird because they also it also tweeted from the Agent Carter. Which makes more sense because Sharon yeah, Carter's in the show. Yeah. Yeah. But the inhuman one, that that kinda that kind of somebody on the wrong account. Yeah. <laughs> somebody <laughs> just logged in one day. Oh, this account's still active. Oh a post. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought that was interesting. And I I don't know if it I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I'm guessing it didn't like I'm guessing it didn't post anything about one division then. I don't think it did. No. No, it's just this. So I'm just wondering because I know uh, Marvel TV has effectively been folded into Marvel Studios now, or at least you know not so much folded, but the you know the creative stuff goes to Marvel Studios now. Right. I just wonder if there's anything to yeah. do with that. I mean, I'm pulling at string, uh, pulling at straws, but well, we really don't know what it's about yet, do we? No. What Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah. Um, Other than they're in it, they're in it. Sharon and they're on, on a the mission run. together, right? Sharon's on the run from. From the authorities because of the Sokovia Accord, she violated yeah. them. So we know that thanks to the Hot Topic T-shirt. Um, we know that there's another Captain America being proposed by the government, right? And that's U.S. agent. We know that Erin um, Kellyman is that her name? She is Flag Smasher, I believe. That's a niche character. <laughs> yeah you know baron zemo gets his they're in it yeah but you know the whole plot yeah we we don't know what the actual plot is it's it's still a mystery yeah but i mean at the same time it looks like a buddy cop but it also looks very much on the vein of winter soldier like oh definitely definitely i i I just wonder if there's going to be like a if there's a potential inhuman in there and i wonder if that's going to be the 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 you know just a side character it's possible. There's also the rumor that Aaron Kellyman's Flag Smasher character is uh, Ricky Barnes. Oh, yeah. Mm. But so. we've only got a short while to wait for that one. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll find out. We're literally the last day of February today, and, uh, you know, we're, we're. We got two weeks. Two weeks. Exactly. Two weeks. Ah, uh, two sad weeks without a Marvel show. Well, we got the back to the back to behind the scenes. I was about to say back to the future. Yeah. We got the behind the scenes stuff, so that's good. Yeah, and then, so yeah, it's really only one week from from Friday, and then the 12th, there's going to be the the behind-the-scenes WandaVision, and then the week after that is 
is Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. And we've got six episodes of that. And then another behind then the scenes. It, <laughs> probably another behind the yeah. scenes. And then we'll be launching the Loki. And I don't know what's coming after Yay. Loki. Uh, what If is mid-2021. Um, Loki starts oh, wow. June the 11th. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is win- uh, March the 19th. And then Ms. Marvel is late 2021. 20- and Hawkeye is also late 2021. So I'm wondering if they're going to try and put one of those straight after What If. And then you know Ms. Marvel or Hawkeye after that one as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both Miss Marvel and Hawkeye are currently filming, and I don't know who. It's a race to finish, right? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm really looking forward to Hawkeye and the tracksuit mafia, bro. Then <laughs> <laughs> the the only thing scheduled after that is Moon Knight and She Hulk for 2022. Nothing else has got an actual date, unfortunately. It's all movies. I'm no, no. Se- I think it's all movies. Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars, and Wakanda series. Is all in the all in the works, but no actual release date on it. And I think we could probably be safe to say that Armor Wars and Ironheart may tie into each other. They've already cast Ironheart. They've already cast Riri. I forget who's playing her. Dominique Thorne is playing uh, Ironheart. So uh, I guess speaking of Ironheart, um, Riri Williams, uh, should we move on to comic books and talk about Champions issue four? Uh, Champions number four, since we're talking of uh, Riri Williams. Um, writer is Eve Ewing, artist is Bob Quinn, colors are Federico Blee, uh, letters VC Clayton's Cowles with covers by Tony Infante and Hernanda Souza. Graphic designer is Carlos Lau, assistant editor is Martin Biro with editor Alana Smith. I really like this issue. I love Eve Ewing's writing. Um, she writes the, the teenagers really, really well. Um, I'm really sad she's leaving the book. Uh, yeah, she's she she has done such a good job with Riri ever since she was introduced way back when. Like, absolutely one of my favorite writers at Marvel. She absolutely is, and I'm I'm sad she's leaving the book. I hope it means Marvel's going to be putting her on something else. Um, but the oncoming writer um, is will be picking up where Eve is leaving off, so that's good. Art as always is excellent. But I really want to shout out to uh, Federico Blee for colors because I think they really made this issue of the book. Something else I didn't realize was that Cyclops remembered being with the champions. I I did not know that. Uh, so I'm really glad he uh, showed up here to help the others out. Um, even if he even if he created a bit of a diplomatic... Uh... <laughs> yeah, Xavier would not be very happy with that, I'm sure. <laughs> like... <laughs> I can I can imagine the Quiet Council are going to have a little bit of uh, a chat about uh, that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm I'm sorry if this has been discussed, but because I haven't been on the show in a while, and I apologize. But um, I'm assuming that mutant kids are under Krakoa's protection when their powers manifest. Um, so I'm assuming that for the in the case of the Inhuman kids, they could technically be under New Adelands pr- protection because New Adelands its own country as well. So I'm wondering if Kamala and the kids could have actually gone to New Adelan for asylum, at least for a little while. Because I don't think Isa would have would would have thrown out like Sam or Riri or anything either. It, it seems like Kamala never thinks of that when she has a problem. Even when her father was sick with an inhuman disease, she went to Doctor Strange. When there are inhuman healers in the river, just across the way, Isa's been very quiet. Now that the yeah. royal family is gone. She has been, and that's probably, I, I can understand 
technically why probably because you just want to keep a low profile after all that but at the same time i'm like well they're still there they as far as we know they haven't closed their borders to anyone no and that's the thing and and you know all of the inhumans had a right to go to new atalan just like uh all the x-men all the mutants in in hickman's run they have a right to go to krakoa yep so I, i would kind of assume yes but you know, maybe someone, maybe Marvel can prove us wrong in the next uh, the next issue of Champions. But right, yeah, I, I think I think there's not enough ISO around. There's not, and I, I realize again, as Al said last year at C two E two, he thinks the Inhumans need to sit on the back burner for a while. I also feel like there have been opportunities like here to have them at least like a little nudge. Hey, New Adelaide still exists. Don't forget it. But well, the Inhumans will be back in Fantastic Four very soon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the year is up. It is it's, up. Uh, it's 60th anniversary time. So I guess there's that. So that's what I was kind of wondering. I would think that that they would have been taken in and under New Adelaide, but, you know, whatever. I think, I think the other thing I really enjoyed about this issue was the fact that the Marauders were there and uh, Marauders has been kind of like one of my favorite X books up to date. And, uh, you know, seeing Captain Kate whenever she turns up is always really fun. Uh, which could certainly I've, ca- I've caught up pretty much all the way to the end of 10 of swords at this point. And uh, as Lynn rightly pointed out to me, it's just Calvin ball. <laughs> <laughs> X of swords was just Calvin ball. And I don't understand it, but. They, it happened, but yeah, Pixie and Dust were also good to see. I mean, they neither of them get enough panel time these days. They were kind of introduced back in the two thousands, and then sort of don't just don't get enough panel time. It annoys me. Well, they had some panel times today, um, <laughs> or not today, but in this issue. Um, yeah. I will say this: Miles is right. Breakfast does hit different when you're a little stressed. What I really love... Nothing like a good breakfast. There is nothing like a good breakfast, whether it's... And it doesn't matter what time of day it is either. A good breakfast is a good breakfast, even if you're having it for dinner. Yep, yep. Cereal always makes good breakfast and good dinner and good lunch and snack. I'm really hungry. Um, (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Can you tell? Yes. So the other thing I really loved about this issue was uh, Cora and how she helped um, Viv because... that's something that's been confirmed. Viv has been uh, snitching on the champions this whole time. But I love how Korra um, helped Viv see why the, the the Kamala's Law isn't exactly... It's never cut and dry and it's never black right, and white. Yeah. Right, exactly. And um, so I really I really like that. And I do hope we see more Korra going forward because she seems like a, a good egg. I really liked her a lot. Yeah, again, it's all completely down to Evie's writing. Uh, I love Cora, yeah. like you, and I also really love the conversation they had between them because it was just really poignant, and you know, it just kind of makes the point that it doesn't matter what kind of fight you're fighting, nothing is ever as as easy as it's you know is 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 cut and dry as it sounds or as black and white as it seems. There's always a nuance in there or whatever, but always fight for what's right, which is which is always very poignant. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm still kind of annoyed that Nadia was stuck in that re-education center with all the others. I I was just like, where's Jan in all this? Because I would think at least Jan would be like, yo, 
let me spring Nadia out of here. I mean, I realize it's not probably part of it and like they don't really want sponsors to be encouraged, but I'm just like, yeah. I still thought it was weird. And I sitting there going, come on, this must be really similar to Hydra's Red Room in some ways to Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> She's got this down. Yeah, I was like, ah, here we go again. I, I found it quite funny that um, <laughs> that there was like Eve Ewing basically wrote and, and kind of just pointed out the blatantly obvious <laughs> with yeah. the superheroing. Like it was just, I, I'm sure it's just a, a bit of fun, but it was just like how us reading the comic books, we kind of know exactly what she was referencing. But in, in universe, they never questioned the whole superhero thing and that they take part in and <laughs> but uh either way the uh champions uh much like viv had realized it the champions also now realize it and uh they are on their way to uh face the music as it were um after they have some breakfast i did kind of like the fact that they mentioned civil war in it because this yes. does feel yep very much like civil war it does but it's also kind of different it is, but what I mean is that, you know, I think Civil War, the Civil War movie did a much better job at kind of articulating it and articulating the the issue and how it is shades of grey as opposed to black and white. But yeah, the, the actual Civil War book was about all superheroes and whereas this is, you know, on, under the guise of protecting kids. And if it was just under the guise of protecting kids, it'd be I'd be kind of agreeable with it. But in the context of the Marvel Universe and all that kind of stuff, it's just kind of a bit of a bit of a bullshit law, really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the final issue of this to see what happens with it. Going by some recent issues of other series that these kids are in, it seems like it does die down a bit, but it doesn't necessarily go away. So I feel like there's some sort of compromise on the horizon or something in regards to it. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree, though. I think that ultimately they're going to do what's right to be able to keep fighting. But, you know, my, my kind of key takeaway from this was that they should keep doing kind of what they're doing, but it's all about trying to make sure there's still a tomorrow to do the stuff they want to do. They want to save people tomorrow. So therefore they've got to take the hard choices today. Right. Which is meaningful. And yeah. <laughs> um, so I gave this one four out of five Lockjaws. Yeah, I agree with that. It was a, it was a good book and I've enjoyed this so much. Yeah. I, I again, I'm, I'm sad that e-viewing is uh, leaving the book. But uh, the creative team coming on, we're getting the, uh, Lu- I can't say his name, Luciano. Yeah, I know, Vecchio. Vecchio, we're getting his artwork, and his artwork is fantastic. And we'll, it's just going to be a really good, I think it's going to be really good. So I will continue on with the series. Yeah, I think I will too. I think the only the only issue um, I've kind of got is just the fact that it's been such a long time coming. Uh, this was, I mean, this was one of the books that was advertised at C2E2 last year. Right. And we're only kind of just get digging into it at this point. It has literally been a year to the day since we were in C2E2. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's um, it's great. It's been a great book. It's just a shame it's been so long coming. And... It's been a year to the date. Yep. Since yep. period gate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, that that panel was great. <laughs> sorry to oh. sorry to distract you from that, but that you said C two E two, and that's what it made me think of, and I don't remember Just, laughing yeah. that hard in a long time. Oh God, E viewings is a blessing. I love her so much. She absolutely is, but um, yeah, it's a shame. Shame she's missing, going to be disappearing off that book. I mean, she's she's put a real 
a real time and effort into Riri Williams in particular. And I think it's it's just testament to her that after nearly, what, six years, Riri is still a, an important character in the Marvel Universe. And yeah. Has it been that great. long? Yeah, she was. Uh, Riri was introduced in Invincible Iron Man in uh, 2015. Wow. So, yeah, it's great. Wow. But uh, should we move on to more comic books? Okay, so next book is Guardians of the Galaxy issue 11. Uh, the writer was Al Ewing, illustrated by Juan Cabal. Colours were Federico Blee and, and letters by Corey Pettit. So this is kind of the lead up to the return of the Greek gods, uh, where the Guardians of the Galaxy will make their last stand, and it's somewhere familiar. This series up to now has been just a super fun nod to all like the history of the Guardians before and after this iteration's kind of creation, which was, what, 2008, I think. Mm-hmm. This issue sees the Guardians return to the world of Daedalus V, which was the planet featured in Annihilation. And if you haven't read that already, I'd highly recommend it. It's, uh, it's a cool-as-hell story, but also serves as almost kind of the genesis of the Guardians team from 2008. We probably say this far too often. I love... Al Ewing. I love how Al Ewing keeps doing this, just small nods to previous runs of the series and He's a continuity yeah. buff. Yeah. Yeah, he, he knows he knows his stuff. And it's great. It's just so good. <laughs> and I, I really like those small nods and I like how uh like he takes characters back to where they've seen some pretty dark days. And I kind of felt this book was very Nova centric, but that's probably a little bit biased because I'm quite a big Nova fan, <laughs> even though I don't haven't read an awful lot of him. <laughs> um it's just a really cool character. Uh, and kind of to put him, Al basically put him back where his worst nightmare happened, where, you know, Annihilation happened. But correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is the first time Nova has really come to terms with what happened there because he had Annihilation and then uh, I believe he kind of disappeared off the face of the MU for a bit. Yeah, I don't, I, I know he, I, I know he did disappear for a while because Sam took his place and a lot of Rich Rider fans were uh, really bitter about that. Poor Sam. Oh, I remember that. I remember. Of course, Sam, because I <laughs> love Sam Alexander, and he's such a good kid. And I just was his his Nova series was actually really good. It was. So, it was really good fun. It was really good fun. It was one of my first ever. It was my first Nova series uh, when it came out. But yeah, I, I I really enjoyed this issue for its character development too. Oh yeah, I like how he has Richard going to therapy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also liked the different characters had quite a lot of character development too. Like Gamora was trying to beat up Star-Lord for leaving them with just a voice message. <laughs> Hopefully Gamora's going to get the full story soon, although I don't think she's going to be overly happy about it. No, no. <laughs> uh, Moondragon and Phylavel finally come together to really kind of talk about the merging of minds that happened previously in this run. Moondragon was then invading other people's minds just for the sake of the team and Phyla was calling her out for it, which is quite right too, because, I mean, it's invasive. And if the way that she did it is usually against the will of those minds being invaded. So <laughs> I'm glad she got called out. You know, this this issue kind of really had a big impact on Moondragon and Phyla um, because Moondragon is almost unrecognizable to, to Phyla. Yeah. I don't think this is going to work out for Moondragon the way she thought it was going to work out. And this is no. the Moondragon, the perfect Moondragon, and the original Moondragon smushed together, right? Yeah, the very not perfect Moondragon smushed yeah. together. Yeah, and and Phyla seems to be very upset that she's not perfect anymore, and therefore is not a hero, if I understood that correctly. Oh, she, she's not the woman she married anymore, so I, I don't know how long Phyla's going to be sticking around. 
Right. And and again, correct me if I'm wrong, this is, we don't, the, the, which 616 is, of these two characters is still booting around? Because this Phyla's from another universe. It's from yes. the same universe. Our Phyla is dead. Okay, 616 Phyla is dead, which made Moondragon sad, and the other Moondragon wanted to make her feel better. Got so it. So she merged with her. And now they're both sad. So now They're, they're both going to be sad <laughs> But this issue, I thought this issue did an awful lot with just, you know, a dozen panels or so between Fire and Mood Dragon. Um, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And, and of course, the big explosion that happened at the end of the issue. What do we think's happened to everybody on the Bowie? <laughs> yeah. It, I just love that it's called the Bowie. <laughs> it exploded. Yeah. And the Greek gods came back. Where, where are they all? I mean, the... Last page of the issue was not particularly. Uh, yeah, that, was... that happens all the time in comics, though. It, it looks like everybody's oh, okay does, yeah. if you look at the new team lineups. And I, I would just like to notice note that uh, it looks like if these are the groupings are the different teams, Phyla and Moondragon are not going to be on the same team anymore. Which is probably for the best. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I, I just I just don't want Nova to die because he's a cool character. Again, yeah, he's, again. He's in, he, he's in issue 13, so I think he's okay. That's good. That's good. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just love the fact that Al Ewing is, is just so really good at kind of melding old and new, all these different characters, and, you know, he knows his history, he really kind of does his homework, and, and this is just another example of it. I mean, we... we we reviewed the entirety of Empire last year and the bits that he picked from the Marvel Universe was just like such deep cuts. <laughs> it was amazing. It was just so good. The other thing, uh, uh, the other thing, uh, in case you missed this one, Adam, is uh, Al's bringing the Defenders back. Yeah, the, is it, <clears throat> we don't know if it's going to be the, uh, well, we don't know the team yet, do we? No. So I don't know whether it's going to be the original team or not. I think it's <clears> going to be, ba- it sounds like it wants to be based around the original team. Yeah, I just want to see uh, just uh, th- that team really intrigues me. Like the original, what was it? Uh, Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, Hulk, and someone else. Namor was it? Was it Namor? I don't know. I want to say it was. But yeah, that that team's always good fun. I kind of want to pick up the uh, the classic trades of those. But um, Al Al's definitely still in charge of Cosmic Marvel, right? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, it looks good. like it. Yes. Yeah. Guardians has has always been one I struggled with, but. Whenever Al writes something cosmic, like he's the reason I like Cosmic Marvel at all. I'm really intrigued as to how this will continue and kind of tie in with with like the aftermath of Empire and Teddy and and Sword, because obviously Al is writing Sword at the moment because it's like a it's, it's the cosmic team, but I just I, I kind of want to see where it's going and I, I guess he's playing the long game at this point, but it's all it's all heading somewhere. <laughs> I think the other thing I just just mentioned in Sword. I think I mentioned earlier. I've I've read uh, Ten of Swords uh, literally this weekend. Um, just the, the the panels where Sword just comes into uh, into Saturnine at the end of that issue and just like blasts everything, <laughs> just gets all the X Men out of there was just amazing. As like easily my favorite bit of that uh, of that crossover. So good. <laughs> but I guess the other things to mention: the art is brilliant on this. It has been since issue one. It's got, just got such an amazingly talented creative team. And I think, like you said, Sarah, and I really want to see Al in charge of more stuff. Just Marvel, give him more. But don't overload him. Just give him more. <laughs> yes. 
Well, isn't he wrapping up? Isn't he in the home stretch for Hulk, Immortal Hulk? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think it ends at like issue 41 or something. I thought it ended at issue 50. Like he's going to 50 issues with it. Oh, I don't know. I didn't I didn't realize. Whoever's going to have to follow up on that though, I don't envy them. Wow. Hell of a job. Because Al made Al made the Hulk interesting for the first time in a really long time apparently. I don't read horror, but uh whoever has to follow up on a run that good. Yeah. And you know, for me that series the horror in it doesn't bother me as much as how sad it is most of the time. Yeah. I'm tired of that series making me cry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've read the first trade of that. And um, again, a year ago today, I got him to sign, uh, I got him to sign that book. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I need to, I need to read more because I, I, I'm assuming more has come out. So. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It, it just gets better. Yeah. 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 It's one to definitely go and read because I, I don't get how he does it. That's my. Just <laughs> anything he's... he writes. I I don't think there has been anything Al has written that I haven't liked. Yeah, that's the thing. Like since he's been at Marvel, he's done like uh, what did he do? U.S. Avengers, Mighty Avengers. He um, did the Ultimates. Ultimates, yeah, of course he did. Uh, ult- you know, the second Ultimates, the Ultimate Squared or whatever it was. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, obviously with the Inhuman stuff, that's where we prim- well, it's where I primarily know him from. Royals was so good, and we didn't need Death of the Inhumans. After yeah, Royals, we, the 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 series that should not be named. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought that was IVX. Uh, and that one too. <laughs> okay. Oh dear, but yeah, um, I, I he just needs more books. I love him. He's such a nice guy as well. Um, but yeah, I I, I think I gave this I'll give this issue, I give it four out of five. I think there's a lot of character development. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and then I I think the next issue is going to be a lot of ass kicking. <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so uh i guess that leaves us with fantastic four next fantastic four number 29 soul bond the writer is dan slot artist z carlos colors by jesus arbitov lettering by joe caramagna cover artists are mark brooks emma lupacino and david curiel graphic designer carlos lau assistant editor martin biro associate editor alana smith and editor Tom Brevoort. Well, you know, I, I guess they had to do it. It's the, the King and Black tie-in issue. Much like a symbiote, this event's getting its nasty black goo all over everything in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> so, yeah, I give this one a three out of five lockjaws. Straight off the bat, yeah. Straight, right, off, straight the bat. off the bat. That's... <laughs> and we got another issue of this coming. <laughs> good, good. You know... One thing I don't like about this run is how Sue is always portrayed as the party pooper. She's she's the mum. Yeah, I mean it's it's. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm she, kidding. Please don't come you after know, me. She, Jen's not doing Sue any favors, and I kind of hope she's right about the whole soulmate thing because I, I don't like those bracelets either. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Sky's people are some kind of universal inhuman because this just reeks of genetic counsel to me. If you're soulmates, why do you need the bracelet? I, I don't trust the the space e harmony. <laughs> I wonder what the men- membership fees on that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the sky the sky story is a little bit weird. Um, now, just just yeah, bear with me a second. Was sky was introduced during what was it point of origin or yeah that story? Um, yeah, I mean I'm, I'm yet to read that. I kind of skipped over a lot of the bits in the middle, but. 
yeah, soulmate stories are always really weird. So like, you, you think know? this is this is something where like they are just kind of matching who genetically will make the right baby Babies. or something? Like I, I I really don't like the whole idea of the bracelet connecting yeah. them because are are you really soulmates or is the bracelet augmenting that? Yeah. It's it's weird and it's awkward and it's kind of just like, ooh. Yeah, I mean, creepy. if you're soulmates, you don't need that. No. And also, I, I, the other question I've got is, how does Sky have such a big life on Earth after a matter of weeks? She's just friendly. Yeah. <laughs> she is friendly. Yeah, but when you she is friendly, she kind of stands out. She's got True. wings. With her giant rainbow wings. But I mean, so's like a lot of people in the Marvel universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it it's just kind of does it not seem a little bit weird? Well, you know? what, can, what are her powers again? What can she do? She's an she, empath, isn't she? She she can fly, and she can communicate with birds, and she's got some kind of sonic scream. So she's basically a mixture of falcon and songbird. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, I mean, the bird thing's interesting when you think what happens later on in the issue, but <laughs> and she got those creepy pigeon eyes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I just find the whole you know life on Earth thing after a few weeks weird. I, I, I do because I mean, as somebody who moved from like a tiny little village where everybody knew like what happened in everybody's lives, and then I moved to London, it's even if you look a bit different and you stand out and all that kind of stuff, you still blend in a lot. Maybe <laughs> so... she studied Earth culture a lot, and maybe she's a spy. Which would be even weirder. <laughs> I, I mean, that that would make it even more creepy for um, uh, for Johnny, in my in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, it seems like wherever she lives, it was a very friendly neighborhood, like Yancey Street, where everybody yeah, knows true. everybody's business. Yeah, true, true. I might be wrong. Probably I'm sorry, wrong. they're on Yancey Yancey Street rather, and there's a lack of Moon Girl in this series. That's all I gotta say about yeah. that. Just bothers me. She's not a bigger part of it, anyway. Oh, she's not exactly the friendliest kid. No, she's not. She's kind of, <laughs> She'd she's rather not. be in the sewers with her dinosaur. <laughs> that is true. She, uh, she's going to grow up with social you anxiety. Think, you would, you would think Ben would introduce the Skrull kids and the and, yeah, yeah. You, you, you think? Oh, uh, they would be so adorable together. They would all be in the same <laughs> class if they decided yeah. not to homeschool them. Exactly, they would have been in the same school. Come on, I know. Do you realize how much fun that could have been? <laughs> oh, the God chaos. help those kids. It's already <laughs> chaos with Moon Girl and her dinosaur. You add a scroll kid and a discreet kids in there. Oh, Two that's, extremely that's aggressive children. That's that's like... That's we should a, weaponize that's, it. That's a ca- comic book series in and of itself right there. And Marvel's that, not jumping on it. That's the new future foundation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. There we go. We can write it. Let's go. I want it. I want it bad. <laughs> anyway, what else happened hey, in this issue? See, let's see. What else we got? We got limits on the Forever Gate, thanks to Val and Bentley. So they can uh, use it three times a month and only for Fantastic Four members. Luckily, everybody and their brother is a Fantastic Four member anymore. Which is yeah. probably not great planning on their part. I no. say issue issue two of this series kind of proved that literally everyone and their mums have been Fantastic Four members. They they left Crystal out of that though, I believe, or she was really no. in far in the back. Yeah, well, she was in it. She's she counts. 
Okay. Yep. Both she and Medusa count. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And yeah, if you can only use it three times a month, that means you get one return trip a month if you close the gate in between. <laughs> Which um, I'm not liking the plan here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we need to know we need to know a little bit more details. Is on that this. three times a month, and that includes the return trip? If you leave no it idea. open. <laughs> Oh, is it? I, I, is that being you can only fun- You can only open the gate three times a month. So you'd have to leave it oh. open if you went somewhere. Which would just create a whole world of problems if you left well, it open. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to cause any issues at all, is yeah. it? <laughs> so they should have just made it twice a month unless you want to like get someone like you're yeah. sick of someone. You'd be like, you know, I'm just going to throw Franklin in the gate because the last time yeah. a month because... I don't want to see you for I'm- another month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're being a brat. Here, go there. Okay. Uh, time out <laughs> <laughs> oh shit it might not be a bad idea you, yeah. you stick someone in a hellish world for a month I'll be good I swear <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, speaking of Yancey Street four Yancey Street's back and it's lost all it's extra dimensions and all the stuff that was in those extra dimensions including <laughs> everything Johnny owns <laughs> oh Johnny yeah, we can buy more stuff Johnny <laughs> So I guess they better start work on that new Baxter building right away. Yeah. <laughs> I tell I loved was Nikki suggesting to weaponize the spatial compensator. Yeah. Like we should weaponize it. <laughs> uh and this is what I mean we need we need to have a Fantastic Four spin-off with just like Ben, Alicia, Nakala, and Jovan. Yes. That's, yeah. that's all we need. Like make it future foundation if that's what it takes. But and please, then you put on. and then you gotta put Lunella in it as a supporting character yeah. because yeah. Ben's basically adopted her too anyway. So uh. I'm not sure what her parents would have to say about that, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, they would probably be like, well, at least there's an adult supervising her now that knows what something yeah. of what's going on, because we don't. <laughs> she she did apply. Parents, but like, they, they just aren't as scientific-minded, and Ben yeah. can at least guide her a bit more. And if you remember, she did apply to the Future Foundation and got rejected. Boo. Boo. Rude. <laughs> I wonder who rejected her. Reed. It's going to be Reed. It's always Reed. Because he was mad that maybe she's smarter than him? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it might be her uh, her attitude. That too. <laughs> and Reed's not so fragile. Well, slightly fragile ego. Yeah. He's always yeah. happy when the kids are smarter than him. True, yeah. But she, she was a bit of a loose cannon. <laughs> yeah. I love, uh, I love Lunella so much. Uh, I can't wait for that show. Uh, me neither. That looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, they aged her up, so I'm wondering if they're going to age her up in the comics to match. They probably will when they when they do another story with her. Issue thirty one coming up looks like it's going to be fun as the two dads start exploring with the Forever Gate. And in May, it's time for the Bride of Doom storyline, starting with issue thirty two, where the Inhumans are back, or at least Crystal. Yeah. The uh, the solicitation blurb asks if Crystal's there to make the Johnny Elijah Sky Love Triangle more complicated, but I don't think that's the case because well you know it's comics and when they ask a question like that it's usually not the case. I'm kind of wondering if she's the Bride of Doom, which would be infuriating at this point. It would cause... be because how many times has Crystal been used as a bargaining chip for man pain? Yeah, and you know, her relationships, we have Johnny, who was immature, Pietro was an ass, Ronan was a villain, and he was the, be- the best one. Yeah. As much as I love War and Realm of Kings, 
and how Christopher was portrayed there. My favorite was all new Inhumans because there was no relationship drama. Except yeah, she and, and she was the leader was of the team. Right, and she was the leader. And the only really drama was, that was ever hinted at was between her and Medusa, which honestly I would love to explore because I wouldn't be surprised if Medusa had some great idea to marry Crystal off to Doom to kind of do something for the royal family. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I just kind of I I just have I just have images back to uh, the I'll uncanny so humans line when when it was like the Medusa and Crystal yeah. conversation after Crystal found out about her and Johnny. It's just like unnecessary, I think. Um, and like you said, it just came became a bit of a tr- it's just become a bit of a trope with Crystal. And it needs to stop yeah. because but, she's yeah. such an interesting character. But you know, it's weird. Doom's going to be on Guardians of the Galaxy, which means he's going to space. <laughs> Which yeah. kind of makes me think it might actually be Crystal. Oh, I forgot that. Oh. He's going to space, oh, and you know, that. he's not a space character. He has a country to rule. Right. Doom is so, uh, so maybe Crystal's going to space with a Doombot. Has she been revealed for Guardians of the Galaxy, though? No. Nope. No, she has not. But wh- why is Doom in space? <laughs> you know, and I, I just had these pictures of him you know, like flying around with them, like Eddie Izzard, you know. Planting flags and planets and claiming them for Latveria. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just stick a flag in. I claim this planet for Latveria. <laughs> the cover that they showed with it showed Elijah like dressed as a bride with Doom, didn't it? No, it was. Uh, I think Doom was in the background. Well, we don't. We don't know who is dressed as the Bride of Doom. She's all okay, veiled. Because I swear there was a. I swear there was a variant that showed Lijah in the wedding dress. No, there's a variant with Johnny with a combination of Lijah and Sky. Yeah, because I think the cover of Bride of Doom has Johnny with, you know, like Lijah turning into Sky. That and that story. That's another storyline that needs to go away. That there's so much wrong with Elijah's storyline. I don't think she counts as a former love interest anymore. But again, you know, it, it's it's comics, and let the guy tell the whole story before we get mad at him. Because there's way too many people screaming at writers anymore, sounding like the kid from Princess Bride. You're messing up the story every Wednesday. <laughs> it is. It's like I and I don't understand this because this is actually a pet peeve of mine that people get mad. Um, and it recently happened with the Captain Marvel from this past weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Carol and Rhodey finally broke up, which I'm not disappointed out, but a lot of people are really pissed at and they're like writing off the series. I'm like, can you let the writer finish tell please. their story before you shit all over it? Let the arc finish first. And your complaining does nothing. The story is written and it's drawn. Right. You yep. can't change it right now. They're not going to change it for you. It's done. It's it's very annoying. After yeah. after the whole arc ends, then you can like bitch about it. But also, if you want to complain about it, you can complain about it in a nice way. You don't have to be an asshole. Yeah, because some people are just absolutely horrible in what they say to some of these creators, dance law and others included. Like, get a get a grip, guys. It's comics. It's just comics, yeah, exactly. It, and. If you want a writer you like to do something, being a jerk to them is a surefire way not to get it. Yes. If you start complaining and being mean to them, I I would look out for your favorite character. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'm just spiteful, you you know? (laughs) Right. 
You can't like, you oh, can... oh, who do you like? Yeah, they're dead. Right. Like, and you can absolutely be disappointed in an arc or a story. I mean, look at us with some of the inhuman stuff, but we're disappointed, but we're not like being dicks to the writers. We're not going to like Donnie Case going, dude, what the fuck? You're a horrible writer. I'm never reading anything you write again. I just. Yeah, Don- Donnie Case is actually a really good example because I mean. I, I rant and rave and I go on about how much I love his Venom stuff. I loved his Cosmic Ghost Rider and all that sort of stuff. And he he wrote Death of the Inhumans. He had an idea for it. He got it greenlit. He did it. Great. I didn't enjoy it. Okay, move on. Right. <laughs> that's 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 comics. It's just it's like you said. That's the nature of it. It's not like it. My life doesn't revolve around the Death of the Inhumans being bad. Right. So, <laughs> um. But anyway, just just quickly back to this uh, this issue of Fantastic Four. Right. Um, now, I, I think I think you'll sigh at the uh, the start of this one, Lynn. Uh, I I disagreed with slightly. I quite like this crossover. To be perfectly honest with you, I liked what went on with uh, with Sky. Um, the only thing is, I haven't been getting the rest of the King and Black crossover and, and the actual storyline in in floppy. So I'm going to be getting this when it comes out in trades. But I I, I thought it was kind of nice. I thought it was all right. I thought it was good. <laughs> and, you know, again, I think this kind of goes back to what we just said a second ago. We can disagree, but... <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, we're You're quite happy dead to, to me disagree. now. <laughs> oh, no. Just if I read uh, Ultimate X-Men. Yeah, again. <laughs> then you will be. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I guess I guess that's, that's it for comic books, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, yeah. We're in for another good month of Guardians of the Galaxy next month. I mean, do we want to briefly go into? We we read anything good over the last month or so? Do we want to discuss that or? No, I've I've just been reading sewing books. <laughs> get ready for your I'm, cosplay. That's, that's right. That's right, man. <laughs> I found the last yard of fabric in existence for Agatha's seventies skirt because everyone that's else because, bought yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. The the <laughs> other seventy million people have just gone and bought that yeah. same bit of fabric. <laughs> See, everyone... It's so hard to find. Well, here's the funny thing. For the Agatha All Along song where she like touches down at the very start before yep. the costume changes, I've seen so many people mad that they haven't gotten a whole on shot of that outfit. Oh, like, I think we got a good one in the last episode where she's floating. Yeah. Yeah. No close-ups. Yeah, no no close-ups. But the only close-up the I saw neckline. was like, oh, God, the embroidery on the neckline. No. <laughs> Because it's all yeah. just like this root pattern, and you that that the fabric doesn't exist. That's hand done. Yeah. Which is again a testament to Marvel Studios for Their just costume. plowing. Some so, poor yeah, they, 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 costume designer sat there embroidering roots. And you know that they've got several different versions of this costume. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> it looks like it's not just around her neck too. It looks like that's on her sleeves. Yeah, yeah it's, it's beautiful. It um, is. Yeah. I really want her boots because uh, those are really cool, uh, and I like boots, and I definitely want to wear those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you, did you have you got like a sewing machine on order and all that kind of stuff as well? The sewing and... machine is here. Oh, I didn't know. Good. See, and how, I should have known that you knew how to sew on top of being a great cook. I should have known yeah. that. <laughs> I'm I, just I, handy. I tried. I tried to learn to sew. <laughs> My mother is a very talented team, seamstress, and I just cannot. It all comes out crooked. It doesn't matter how hard I try. I just can't. I can't do it. Keep trying. Try and try again. Yeah. I, That's the best way to learn. Start practicing with making masks. 
because I've got some excellent Kirby head fabric. Nice. Yeah. Nice. There you go. My mom made some killer masks that actually fit my face, so I use them all the time. It's so hard to find one that really fits you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think we have like 20 masks at my house, and there's like three that I use because they fit. Right. Yeah, it's it's really funny because for uh, around around Christmas time, um, our company kind of gave us a set of three masks each. Um, And on some people, they're absolutely massive. But on me, it just looks like it just covers my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I just take offense because it just feels like I've got a big head. But um, yeah, I, I, I need to get a, a decently fit fitting mask at this point. I need one that's somewhere between adult size and kid size. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But uh, I mean, yeah, in terms of stuff I've read, like I said, Exoswords, which was Calvin Ball. <laughs> <laughs> which is my which is which is my new favorite reference so thank you for that Lynn. <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> and uh, uh it's, I, it's a book about sword fights no it's not but, but no it's not it's <laughs> like it's like the the person to win is the first person to first person to cut off a, a limb or something and yeah. i'm like and then and then the guys from um oh what's the other island called akara or something yeah like that, cut off his own arm yeah like what <laughs> So he won. Me. The first and, person, the first person to die, die will you know wins or loses or whatever. And then Wolverine killed a guy. Okay, yeah, he gets the point because he died. What? Yeah. What? And then the whole Doug thing. I just, I just. Have you gotten to Doug yet? Yeah, I've read it all. Oh. I just, <laughs> I just don't, I don't get it. I just don't know why it was a thing. It just felt like the only important bits were. The start and the end. <laughs> and then the bits that included the Excalibur stuff. And I'm kind of like, well, okay. This could have been 16 issues like it was originally solicited. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm going to be honest. It was it was a good, fun read. It was just long. Like 22 issues is just a long-ass event. So what else have I read? I've read a few things. I've didn't read Astonishing shorten, Didn't they shorten Empire to make more room for swords? I, I, I just think they... Put as much. Well, no, they, they shortened Empire because of COVID. Okay. So I think it's because they, of printing ex- and stuff. They had expand. They had expanded swords, though. Yep, they did. Yep. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> but I tell you what, the best thing about Exo Swords was the Hellions issues. They were the were absolute. Hellions? So Hellions is Zeb Wells. Ah. And I frigging love Sinister. <laughs> <laughs> He he is the best thing about that team, uh, but yeah, an astonishing X Men by Joss Whedon and uh, is it John Cassidy? Uh, currently reading that as well. That's very good. But other than that, I'm just okay. kind of cracking, trying to crack, crack through my my uh, my back catalogue of unread stuff. I am reading um, now that we're talking about it. I am reading Marvel Masterworks Spider Woman Volume Two. Uh, that just came out, and that's all Mark Gruenwald's run on Spider Woman. So uh, I've been reading that; it's been quite good. Nice, that's good. Right, so I guess I guess that's really it for for today's episode. Uh, if you guys want to get into contact with us or you know, shoot us a tweet or anything like that, then our email address is the show at and uh, our Twitter handle is at atalanrising one. Send us a message; we'll get back to you. 
Uh, thanks for listening and catch you in the next episode.